Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Niles McKinley Red Dragons Football Podcast with host Bo Marchanti, featuring head coach Jim Perry and the next generation of Red Dragons. There you go. Welcome back to another edition, another season of Miles McKinley Red Dragons football. I am your show host, Bo Marchante, joined by Coach Jim Perry here in the old coach's room. This is where we usually conduct these now? I think it's just known as our studio. It is. It's our high-end studio. If you watch ESPN or Fox Sports, their luxury suite that you see on television is nothing short than the high-priced uh money that we put into this uh, particular podcast. But nonetheless, a shutout win for the Red Dragons, 34 nothing over the Bray. The Bray. They move to 2-1, and one, and then they take on Hubbard this Friday here at Bone Ryan Stadium for a Northeast 8 showdown. Coach, you got to love them. I mean, when do you get the shutout? I mean, that's something you crave. It wasn't a 3 nothing shutout where these just teams beated their heads in and nobody could get ahead. Just a, you just got to walk away. You always want improvement, but you just got to be pleased with a victory like that. Yeah, a team win. You know, you start the game off with, uh, you know, we kicked it off. Uh, their kid had a hard time handling it. We recovered the ball. So it's essentially like getting the ball, well, A, in great field position, but then both halves, you know, you're coming out with the football. So we started off, which is what you want to do, uh, start off hot, and then uh, also had a punt return for a touchdown. So special teams playing a big part in it is always good to see. And then, like you said, shutout nowadays is a, is a pretty rare thing. That was something that our kids were really, really wanted to do. And, uh, uh, you know, to get that done was uh, something that, again, we haven't done that in a long time. And uh, uh, you got to have, you know, feel really good when uh, you can put that goose egg up on the scoreboard. It's kind of like a no-hitter. In a third inning, you're not thinking about it. Fifth inning, maybe discussion. By the sixth, seventh. You're like, okay, we got something here. When does the talk and desire to shut a team out kind of start to be spoken on the sideline? Well, so we're, you know, in Ohio, you have that continuous clock. So, um, you know, you get over 30, you feel good because, you know, at at that point when you know the game's sort of in hand, what what are you thinking about? Let's get nobody injured. Let's get out of here on a positive. Uh, Let's not let the last whatever it is, eight minutes of the game, you know, 20 minutes of the game, you know, turn to something negative. So there's that. But you don't really think about the shutout. Uh, in, in this case, you know, our kids were, were, were pretty adamant. I, I, you can, you kind of hear whispers, hey, we can't let them score here, you know, whatever. So, you know, they're in that mindset. And, you know, I, again, where our program was coming off the last season, I, I thought it was something that we wanted to try to accomplish and uh, we were able to do that. Yeah, and again, keep putting points on the board. I mean, uh, like I said, you know, you're going to be able to score just a matter of keeping that opponent uh, with a, a lesser point total on that scoreboard. But I'm glad you brought this up. Uh, you mentioned these kids. Uh, who who are the more boisterous young men on the sidelines? Who are those kids that you always hear? Regardless, I don't know what they could be, you know, yelling about or talking to or getting the team fired up. Well, I, I think our vocal leaders is Carter Waldron, who you had on, uh, you know, a little bit ago. Uh, you know, beyond that, I guess it would be hard for me to say exactly who uh, – we have this uh, 
little film session we do at the end of each week, and we call it Lights Out Meatball, which from Rocky, when he Thunderlips throws him out of the ring area, you know, <laughs> gives him a suplex or whatever. And uh, I heard a lot of Lights Out Meatball. They, 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 they kind of adopted that, that they know what a physical play looks like. So I, I heard a ton of that, but I try not to turn around too much because I don't want them to see me giggling, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, but, uh, you know, for our kids to embrace that, that physical side of it's nice. Uh, Chris Masios, he's a kid that plays a lot of high energy. He's not in the game. He's, he's vocally supportive. And, you know, to be honest with you, I think most of our kids are. I mean, that, that's I've seen that, you know, as a positive this year. Uh, what you don't want to hear is dissension in the ranks when things aren't going well. Uh, no, this guy didn't do it. And, and certainly haven't heard any of that this season. So, uh, you know, as long as those, those, those shouts are going in a positive way, I'm usually not going to turn around to acknowledge it. Uh, just kind of thankful that it's there the way it is. Man, and another 100-yard game for Antoine, uh, Budak 5 for 8, 89 yards, and then uh, Stephen Thomas, like 40 yards, uh, 10 yards of carry. And then am I right, he had about 10 or 12 tackles? He had an exceptional game. I know right? we're getting ahead of ourselves, but, I mean, I know at some point, usually on these away games, you're going to ask him about a player of the game. I thought the coaches felt like Steven. It was kind of a little yeah. bit of a breakout game for him. Right. Uh, we played him an inside linebacker, just, again, based on the matchup with that wing tee and what he provides for us and was making plays all over the place. But, you know, he cramped up, and as uh, he was laying on the field, I told him, I said, well, Steve, I see what happens when you get a touchdown. Well, <laughs> We're trying to make sure you don't get to get a pop grab. Because, Coach, I'm good, I'm good, you know. But uh, I mean, played super hard both sides of the ball and including on special teams. So just a great game for him. And, you know, he, he's a kid that when you see him, I mean, obviously Antoine's a tremendous running back. When you see Steven in the hole, there, there's a he provides an element. People talk to you about that change of pace back. You know, sometimes it's just a different back. But I say Steven is that legitimate change of pace that, you know, if we're maybe having a hard time getting to the hole, you know, Antoine likes to see it. He, he, I think he's actually looking for someone to run over, you know, whereas Steven's kind of quick up behind the, behind those linemen and sometimes the defense loses them. You know, I, he is a legitimate change of pace back for us, and I was really proud of how he played Friday night. Definitely, and uh, defensively, I mean, it seemed like, uh, what, five, six tackles for loss? Seems like you guys were getting in the backfield quite a bit. Yeah, that was very disruptive. That was a welcome, uh, you know, welcome change. Like you said, we, you know, disrupting some of that, you know, some of that wing key stuff when they're pulling guards of that. If you you can get some penetration, you kind of affect their execution a little bit. And uh, we rotated a lot of guys up front, which was our plan, uh, now, kid Nico Wetzel, I remember seeing him break through uh, a little bit, which is nice to see coming off a knee injury last year. And, uh, uh, you know, I thought Carter Waldron, Chris Maciosi, both of those guys played pretty well. But we were able to get a nice rotation, which I think will serve us well as we get into the meat of the schedule here. Excellent. Once again, you're listening to the Niles McKinley Red Dragons football podcast. Anywhere you listen to your podcast, Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, you can find these free to download and listen to at your leisure uh, Coach, we always like to ask uh, the play that you wish you had back and the play that you uh, want to pat yourself on the back about. Well, first play of the game, uh, we didn't block it very well, and Antoine just went around the other <laughs> side. And, uh, again, I, I'm going to probably always defer there to, you know, players, uh, you know what I mean, make, making plays. Um, you know, it was we wanted to just work on who we are, you know, going into this game. Uh, we really didn't put a ton of stuff new in but. I'll pat uh, Coach PK, Paul Kemp, uh, on the back because, uh, you know, I I thought we were more efficient. We didn't have any of the false starts. Uh, We lined up well. We were able to shift a little bit. And, uh, you know, sometimes you can get 
uh, what I call the runs, run this, run that, run this. And, 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 you know, I think Paul was the one that really said, hey, let's, let's just get better on, on what we're doing this week. And, uh, you know, to be able to just go out there and, and call our offense. You know, we didn't throw very much, and that was, that was sort of by design as well. Uh, but when we did, I thought we were fishing. So, uh, you know, pretty, pretty even keel as far as uh, game plan concerns. Uh, you know, I'm trying to think if there was anything where we really felt like, oh, boy, that wasn't right. I do think we called timeout one time. We had, Sometimes you get, you know, try to get into formation and you call things backward, and that, that would have been on me. Uh, but, uh, you know, when you get out to a, to a quick lead like that, there, there, there really wasn't a, a, a ton of – ton of moments where like, oh, my gosh, I'm the difference in this. Our, our kids played well. They did what they had to do, and uh, on down the road. And on down the road, Friday night, Hubbard, North A, Northeast A showdown. Uh, kind of talk about what we will see with the Hubbard Eagles. Yeah, well, um, you know, we don't want to dwell on history too much, but they, <laughs> they certainly had our number uh, for years and years now. Uh, this this maybe surprised a lot of people, but we actually had to call the research department uh, the other day to find this out. Uh, we haven't beat Hubbard and now since 1995. Really? So that's a great. Uh, now they win a, a ton of money on that bet. <laughs> yeah, a lot of years where we didn't play because there was you know Hubbard back when you and I were in school were in our conference, but then they went to the TAC eight and you know we were in the MAC and then you know go a little bit further in there, but. I think it's it's maybe 13, 14 years and 14 games here since we beat Hubbard. Uh, so you know that's a thing, not for our our kids necessarily, but I do think it's probably a thing for the Hubbard kids in that that they they're not going to expect that they're ever going to lose the Niles. Like they they most none of them were born. You know what I mean? So uh, you know that that's you, you're playing against their program, and they do have a great program over there with the rich history. So. You know, our our kids are going to have to to give it our our, our best swing. Um, you know, I, I think that you can make the case that these are two pretty average, or not average, but evenly matched teams. Okay. Uh, especially if you look at you know a similar opponent and how, and I think the scores were similar. Uh, theirs was like twenty eight fourteen. I think ours was what maybe thirty four fourteen. Uh, so. Uh, you know they they haven't lost the game yet, but you know uh, they didn't play in a, a team like Alliance, so you know you can make. So I, I think these these teams are even. They certainly look a lot like us on film as far as I think they're really good in a few areas and in a few other areas. I think they're playing young kids, uh, but their kids are playing really really hard, and I'm sure they're going to get better as the season goes on. And when you're playing with that three and zero confidence. Uh, that's a thing too. So I think you're going to see a great game Friday night. I, uh-huh. I really do. But we we need this one. This this is a big game for our kids. It's a big game for our program. And you know nothing else. We have to look back and say we were here last year, guys. You know we were two and one a season ago. Again, not to dwell on it. There's a reality. If you don't come out and get better each day, you, you could end up in the same boat. Because when you play in the NEA, I mean you're playing good teams each and every week. And uh, uh, we got to be playing at our best to, you know, come this Friday. Excellent. And anything to, uh, you know, what, what do they do? I know you, you know, you dealt with the triple option last week or the wing key, but, uh, you know, what, how's Hubbard kind of, how do they want to attack you? And Yeah. So last, you know, in the past few years, they have been wing key too. And that was okay. kind of a blessing thinking, all right, we get to play LeBray and then, then roll into that in the, in the wing tee, which would be, uh, uh, you know, a little bit of preparation, but they, they're not showing any of that this year. They're, 
they're, they're in the shotgun. The quarterback's a good athlete. Uh, he's a runner and, and thrower, throws a nice deep ball. Okay. Um, they don't do a ton of stuff, and, and I think that's that's a compliment. You know, they, they're going to they're gonna do what they do, and uh, uh, they run a little bit of that power read off a of jet sweep and uh, do some, some nice little things off of their jet game and uh, not very fancy. And then on the defensive side of the ball, uh, they're, they're back in that odd front that they've, they've done really well. And, uh, uh, you know, it's a little bit like looking in the mirror on that side of the ball, but they got a couple couple big – they'll be a lot bigger than we are, but we're kind of okay. used to that. Yeah. Uh, they got a couple 300-pounders and such up there. We, those kids don't live in the house for whatever reason. I'm not quite sure. But uh, uh, so we will have to deal with the, the size advantage that they have. You know, the trade-off is, you know, maybe we're a little bit more athletic than them. But uh, they'll be physical and they'll be well-coached. And, uh, you know, if you have those two things going, you know you're going to be in for a battle no matter what. 1995, as Coach Perry mentioned earlier in the show, the last time the Red Dragons tasted victory against the Hawks. That is an amazing statistic. I mean, I would not have said almost 20 years. That's a that's, that's crazy. Yeah, crazy. And that's their own to – before Coach Bourne was the coach here, and then, you know, there's been, I don't know, maybe six of us as head coaches that haven't tasted victory here, whether it's because, like I said, some years we didn't play them, but uh, since we started back playing them again, it's, uh, they've had our number for sure. And, and they've had some great teams in there. Uh, you know, that you go back to L.J. Scott and some of the other uh, uh, great running backs that they've had, some guys that have gone on to – uh, uh, Ohio State and Sean Penny uh-huh. and I mean they they just had a wealth wealth of, or Sean Lane I'm sorry uh, wealth of talent so uh, uh, you know that none of the none of our kids were alive then either none of that really matters it's it's, it's just this group and you know our kids in the lower levels that battled with them and had good games uh, again just expect a good game Friday night excellent and uh, coach uh, we I, I think we have to say uh, Stephen Thomas Red Dragon Player Week yeah you know Fair if you're enough. asking if you're asking our coaches staff that's it and, and, and again can we sit here and list a bunch of others absolutely right. you know Pete does a punt return for a touchdown I mean he he's sort of uh, he's probably scaring teams with his ability on special teams and and again catching the football and that and you know one thing though I think we counted up we had uh, we had eight different guys uh, you know either catch or run the ball and that's that's a good number you know that that's putting things on film to get people to worry about and, and of those eight nine guys I think uh, a bunch of them made you know not 50 to 60 yard plays, but between eight and 15 to 20 yard plays. Joe Smith had a, had a great run, and then Josh McCoy took a little little pass. Uh, got a lot of yards off of Roshan on a bubble. Uh, so you know, spreading that ball around is something we want to do. Uh, we wish we could do it more. To be honest with you, we love the fact that we have so many weapons out there. Uh, we just we really believe that the ball goes where the defense doesn't want it to go. You know, we pride ourselves into that. You know, if you got seven guys stacking the box and then the ball needs to go out on the edge and, and do it that way. And I thought, again, Coach PK and the other coaches there did a nice job of finding those areas and exploiting them. Yeah, excellent. And like I said, I, I think it's fun to see all the little versatile ways you can kind of attack an opponent. And, uh, and like I said, it, 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 it's funny, like you said, we, we, you know, we talked about Antoine and then, uh, and then Joe Smith. And, uh, you know, and, and we know Budak, Anthony Budak, the QB, he got wheels too. So it's, and, and he can, you know, deliver the pass. Um, Coach, this is the time where we transition over to the featured Red Dragon player of the week. Um, who do we got to tell us uh, about? Chris Rochard is coming in. And I, I don't know that Chris has been on the podcast. Maybe he did when he was younger. But uh, he might have been. I don't know. We've been doing this a long time. So. He's something you can ask him. But yeah. 
you know, his, his story here at Niles has been like a lot of kids, very, very uh, uh, selfless. You know, he was a quarterback, started as a sophomore when uh, uh, Andrew Huffman went down. So, you know, uh, then, of, of course, Anthony comes in and Chris transitions over to receiver. Uh, he plays corner on defense. He plays safety on defense. You know, it's like me talking with Landon Turner on all that. He's like, where do you need me, coach? I'm going to play. And, uh, you know, th- that's – that's what I really love about our kids. Like, you know, I guess if you put them under lie detector, they might say, I'd rather do this, but they certainly don't show it and it doesn't show in their effort. Uh, he's a kid that is all, he's almost like the quarterback of our defense, to be honest with you, because he makes a lot of calls and checks. And, uh, you know, he was a guy that the other night where it looked like, you know, going back to the Lions game, looked like he gave up a touchdown and he was burnt and it wasn't him. You know, it was – him, him <laughs> trying to recover another another kid uh, that was supposed to be in that spot. Uh, so you know, Chris, a kid we really rely on, uh, multiple sport athlete, uh, good student. Uh, you know, he checks a lot of boxes for us. And uh, you know, uh, if he has been on the the podcast before, I, I think he deserves a chance to even come back. So uh, he'll be in here in a minute. I'll go get him. All right, coach. Best of luck Friday night once again. Miles McKinley Red Dragons will take on the Covered Eagles here at Bo Ryan Stadium. Uh, if you definitely want to get out here and support the team. And as always, big ass shout out to everybody who puts their hand in the pile to make the stadium work so functional. One to the the the, the, the student athletes, the moms and dads, the everybody who again who just puts their hands in the piles, the teachers who make these kids these students athletes that we see them respectable, diligent, and uh, prideful on the field. Those all, all those things count to kind of make this place a better environment for everybody to enjoy and succeed. And as promised, Ms. Chris Rosar here on the show. Chris, me and Coach were just talking. I think I had you on before. Have you ever come on this time before? So. No? I don't think so. I could be wrong. Well, I'll say I am wrong because it was been somewhere. Yeah, because when he said it, I'm like, I don't know. Might be the hair. Yeah. I don't know. Well, welcome to the program. Um, you know, you Coach was talking. That you're the you're the guy almost like the quarterback of the defense. You're and you're an unselfish kid. You got a lot of smarts, and you, you know you're doing the checkdowns, keeping everybody in place. Uh, where does that kind of mindset come from? Uh, well, I'll say you know when I was younger, I used to play quarterback, so that probably helps out a lot. And just you know, just, I've always played safety and corner, and just learning defense, and just just trying to just make sure everything's working the way it's supposed to be. And he mentioned that you knew and you transitioned over mm-hmm. once again. And I, I'm not going to lie, when when I see you, Nathan, you got you and Nathan seem like two guys. When I'm I'm watching the games, it just seems like you're around the ball, or you're doing good things, and you're and not, I want to say scrappy, but you're just kind of you're there in a little in a moment. You may you know like yeah. just you kind of show up. Yeah, like you always know like where you guys are. Uh huh. Um, does that do you feel that way? I mean, do you kind of feel like you make that impact? Yeah, I try to. You know, always big emphasis is just always trying to get to the ball as fast as you can, just do everything you can just to make the play go better for us. Yeah. And uh, this season, you guys are 2-1. and one. Great mm-hmm. win. I was talking to Coach. When do you guys start thinking about the idea of a shutout last week? I mean, you know, like, you know, a hit, no-hitter, yeah. you know, you're not yeah. going to think about a no-hitter in the first or second uh-huh. inning, but as the game goes on, you're like, we might be on to something. I'd say probably after halftime, you can start, you know, you just feel it in the other team that they're just not they're not going to move the ball on us, and we're just going to just shut them out for the rest yeah. of the game. Yeah, and that's kind of – and then you guys do. How pr- yeah. Is that – again, you would know this before me. Uh, is that your first time being part of a shutout? They're hard in to high, come by. Probably in high school. Yeah, so, yeah. So that's pretty yeah. that's pretty substantial. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, listen, you guys are 2-1, and, and you guys are putting points on the board. 
after last week's win, and we know Alliance is a hell of a football team. We're not going to take anything away from them. But is it, do you think back, like, if we could just get that Alliance game back, we'd be 3-0? Does that ever cross your mind at all? Uh, or you already passed it. You're like, you know, I'm yeah, just going to I haven't really thought about it that much. I mean, obviously, it would be nice to get it back. But, you know, just one of the things you can't, you can't, can't think about. Yeah. Go next week. Yeah, and next week, and now we're into this week, mm-hmm. Upper Eagles. Did Coach relate this to you, that the Red Dragons haven't beat Hubbard since 1995? Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy how long ago that is. When were you born? 2005. But, yeah, think about that, man. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, that was crazy. So, so once Coach says that, and, and, and we, we, we want to make sure we, we don't want to give them anything to feed off of. We don't want uh-huh. to have that locker room talk. But how much does that kind of infuriate this locker room that we're close to right now to say, hey, man, we want we want to stop that streak and kind yeah. of start a new one for the Red Yeah, Jacks. we're definitely hyped up about this game because I think we're going to go out there and just beat them yeah. and the streak. And the streak. And that's what I did to my step. Yeah. Um, we were also talking about the sidelines. Uh, Coach says sometimes uh, he says, uh, you know, you guys can get kind of not loud or chatty, but, you know, sometimes you guys can carry on. He, he has to hold back a giggle. Um, who are those guys that are most, you know, the boisterous uh, characters on the sidelines? Probably uh, Nathan Coots. He's a funny one. Um, Xavier Bradley. He's funny sometimes. Um, Antoine. <laughs> Josh is pretty funny. People like that. Are you chatty out there? I try not to be. I try to stick to myself. No? Yeah, yeah I'm not a big talker. No? Okay. So yeah. you got great personality. I don't know if you kind of carry that over to you. Kind no, of, yeah, not really. Go about your business. Yeah. So that's why you're too worried about check down yeah. and get everybody in yeah. position to worry about mouthing off of somebody. Yeah. Right? That's, so once again, Chris Rose are here on the Niles McKinley Red Dragons football podcast talking a little about what these Dragons bring to the table and what they're looking forward to uh, this uh, Friday when they host the Hubbard Eagles uh, for you, uh, any personal goals? I mean, I know you want to win, blah, 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 blah. But, I mean, anything that when this season started, you're like, hey, these are the things that I want to check off on my own personal bucket list. Probably, get, you know, a couple of receiving touchdowns. Uh, I don't really know. I'm not really big. I don't really set goals for myself first and more to go out there and just kind of just enjoy it. And just, yeah, just go out there and play. And I'm not a really big stat guy for myself, so kind of. So when you focus on that, it kind of takes away from the game. So yeah. I just like to just go out there and just do what I can do for the week. Now, I, I ask a lot of guys at all the levels, professional, college, now we're at the high school level, uh, that you have that quarterback background. Mm-hmm. I mean, are you ever joking or peppering in the coaches' ears like, well, we do, we do, we need to do some trickier out here in the Red <laughs> Dragon offense? No, I don't think I don't think so. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I try not to get my input. <laughs> I try to just you know go out there and do what they tell me. But yeah. Definitely could be a possibility. Definitely could be a possibility. Oh, yeah. Hey, we could throw that out there. Just so uh, Hubbard Eagles, you never know. Uh, the Rojar Trickster, uh, you could be throwing a lot of uh, trick plays out here yeah. in this offense. So yeah. uh, keep an eye on where he's lining up. So. Uh, before we let you go, and we appreciate your time, as always, we call it three and out. Two lighthearted, off-the-wall questions. Um, you know, she's the most popular thing right now going, Taylor Swift, and uh, everybody asked about Taylor Swift's songs. Um, are you a Swifty? And, and what's your favorite Taylor Swift song? Yeah. Uh, what's the one we're going to hear you kind of singing on your own personal podcast? <laughs> I'm not a big Taylor Swift guy, personally. Um, I don't know. I think I've heard probably Bad Blood, maybe. Like uh-huh. My cousin listens to that song, I think. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, you've yeah, heard. I mean, I've you, heard some songs. Yeah, yeah, you, you're, yeah you could probably 
if if we if you could sing along to probably most, we could write song on that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. By the way, he's wearing a Taylor Swift. <laughs> he's not. He's not. He's not. <laughs> um, how about this one? Um, teachers across there. That is the Niles McKinley High School. Uh, who's your favorite teacher? One. Favorite teacher. Favorite teacher at the high school, probably. Um, probably Mr. Reese. Mr. Reese. Yeah. Any. Just because he's a funny guy, you know, treats you like an adult, doesn't talk down to you at all. Just regular, you know, funny guy. Everybody loves Mr. Reese. And uh, how about this one? Uh, your your favorite teammate, your best teammate, I guess your closest teammate, and why? Closest teammate would probably be Carter Waldron. Known him since middle school. Just we're always hanging out, doing everything together, and just just always doing stuff together. All right. Now I don't know if you've heard or they've talked about it, but uh, I, I think I asked. Was it? I think I might have asked Carter. I think he said Josh McCoy was the fastest guy on the team. Yeah. And then I think Joe Smith adamantly shot that down. Uh, who <laughs> do you think is the fastest guy on the team? Probably either be Josh or Joe. Uh, I don't have to go with Josh. I think yeah. Josh. All right. There you have it from one of the team leaders, Chris Rozier and Niles McKinley, Red Dragon. Hey, best of luck to you. This Friday, hopefully you guys get off that that snide and, and get a victory. And uh, and I, I can tell Coach wants it. I can tell, you know, granted, you know, you know, you haven't beat a, 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 a high school hasn't beat another high school for that long. It's yeah. definitely something. As always, folks, we appreciate you stopping by. Big shout out to Chris Rose, our joining us here on the Niles McKinley Red Dragons Football Podcast. This has been a C2P exclusive. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.